real athletes, real stories. We are back with another interview. Man, track is getting real serious around this time, y'all. We are entering championship season. This is where it all counts. This is where it all matters. I am so excited to see what's going on. I think we have all big major um, conference championships coming up, like SECs, um, Big 12s, Big 10s. You know, ACCs, we have a lot of conference championships coming up next week. So in honor of that, of course, I'm speaking to my college athletes. So this week's guest is none other than Jamaica's finest, our current world leader over 400 meters with a time of 49.87, Miss Cherokee Young. Yeah, how are you? Okay, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How's your day going so far? Pretty good, kind of long. It's like pouring outside. I mean, it was pouring, but it got a little bit better. Um. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of it's clear over here. Really? Yeah. Cinco, cinco de Mayo. You know. <laughs> That's nice. Some, but I'm excited, girl. I can't wait to talk to you. Okay, we about to get into it. <laughs> so this segment is called the Real You. It's some fun, cool questions, not too serious. Okay. Okay. Okay, so the first one is give us a couple hobbies outside of track. Okay, I love to dress up. Like, just to dress up, like, get cute, go outside, like, I really enjoy doing that. Um, mm -hmm. Another hobby that I have is doing my makeup in my hair. Yes. Yeah, you know, me, day, we gotta. <laughs> you know your own hair? Mm -hmm. Like, all the time. You need to make some tutorials. <laughs> the thing is, like, I'm very lazy. Mm. Like people always ask me to like do like makeup tutorials and like my hair videos, but I just yeah, it's a I lot. Feel like I feel like it would be better like if I had somebody to like edit them for me, that'd be like really really good. Mm -hmm. But I think like my most favorite hobby is watching movies. Okay, okay. Yeah, I can definitely tell dressing up though because your aesthetic is like top of the line. We can get into it. Yeah. We'll get into it for sure. Okay, so the next one, if you could choose indoor or outdoor, which one would you pick? Outdoor. Outdoor? That's no question. <laughs> outdoor. Outdoor is real track. I mean, like, indoor is kind of like, for the 400 specifically, it's like, it's a lot of contact. Yeah. About how the race is. Like, you can't get to, like, run your own race. It's just, like, too much going on. But, like, outdoor, you have your own lane, your own space. It's just that and you run faster, so. That's true, that's true. Okay, so give us your most embarrassing track and field experience so far. <laughs> if you have one. Okay, have so, one. no. Okay, I do have one. Okay. But like all the way back in high school. Okay. So like whenever I was in seventh grade, we had this, or a main championship, like this is how we have like nationals here. Mm -hmm. We have something in Jamaica called It's a Boys and Girls Championship. Okay. So I was going to the school called Charlie Munt and I was in seventh grade and I went to the championship and we have heat semis and finals, right? Mm-hmm. So I was on the 400 and the 800. And I finished last place in both the 400 and the 800 in the, in the, in the heat. I didn't even make it to the <laughs> What? He was like, we would like stay in hotels and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then because mm -hmm. I didn't advance, they just sent me back home. And I was like on the road pulling my suitcase going. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. And everybody was like, Aren't you supposed to be at chance? I was like, Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just like, I didn't make it. Dang, I you home. Like, <laughs> like, so like first I did the 400, then I had the 800. So I was doing good in the 800. I said, okay, I might make it to the semifinals. I got to the last 100. Everybody zoomed past me. I said, and it's like sometimes like you're in the race and there's nothing you can do. Yeah. I said, well, yeah. it'd be like that. I tried. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm -hmm. So give us your most memorable so far. So my most memorable, um, probably last year at um, nationals, whenever we broke the four by four record. Yes. That was live. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
we were just having so much fun after it was like really really good yes we're gonna, we're gonna definitely get into that we're gonna get into all that so have you ever been starstruck before no no okay no okay i feel that i feel that they humans <laughs> <laughs> so going being at the olympics was on your um bucket list i read on texas a&m's uh, roster is there anything else that you scratched off of your bucket list besides being an olympian running 49 seconds period <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely on my bucket list like so like it's crazy because i had i have this training partner she now goes to lsu Mm-hmm. so we went to like the same high school in jamaica because i went mm-hmm. to a boarding school in jamaica so like we all like was like this huge family and everything would be like bad 49 bad 49 so like it was kind of like a nickname so like when mm-hmm. i actually ran 49 she commented and said bad 49 that's like oh my god you remember oh that's like something that i've always talked about but it's like split it but like not in the open four yeah, but it was yeah. definitely a goal of mine this year to run in the open four. Yes, we're gonna definitely get into it. So, you know, I do my research, girl, I do a lot of digging. So, do you miss the 400 hurdles? <laughs> 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 what about the fencing? You, oh, what you the- was doing some research. <laughs> I didn't know, like, people knew that. I do not miss it because, like, it's crazy. Like, I have to stick to, like, the flat, simple events, like all them technical stuff, them jumping, hurdling. No, no. no was crazy. So I was like doing a little bit of hurdles, like back in Jamaica, like with the like sprint ones. It was mm-hmm. like I didn't have like a lot of speed, but like whenever I do like the shorter hurdles, it'd be way easier. But like whenever I moved on to like doing like a four hundred hurdles, like the longer time I have to think about clearing the hurdles. It's like the more I can just decide to just not do it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I fell in practice. And then after that, that was the end of it. Yeah. Never got me doing it again. That was the end. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. But what about, what about, I know you ran some 1500s too. Any of that? No? That was punishment. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was punishment. That was punishment. <laughs> no, that was. Oh, I don't <laughs> talk about it because, like, anything right now over the four hundred is the enemy. Like, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, crazy. But like, I don't know. It's like something about like my pride. Like with whatever event that I do, mm-hmm. like I try to do my best. So I, I don't run like horrible times. Like I still run pretty good times. But I be in so much pain. I do not like it. Don't yeah. want to run it, blah blah blah. That's why I dropped the eight hundred soon. I got to college, like now. Yes, we. I'm definitely. We definitely gonna get into that because I want to know what happened to the eight. No, ma'am. I definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, for those who don't know, y'all, we are live right now with Miss Cherokee Young, Jamaica's finest. I call you Jamaica's finest. That's what I feel. That's just what I feel. <laughs> A lot of people call me Jamaica's finest. Like, I have a couple people on my team that like, Jamaica's finest. <laughs> That's what I feel. I feel them. I feel them. So just give us a little rundown of, like, what it was like growing up in Kingston, Jamaica. I would say I probably had one of the most, like, fun, like, childhood. Like, it's just so different from, like, I feel like here. Yeah. It was toys here. We <laughs> we literally made our toys in Jamaica. Like, we made them little trucks. We made everything we played with. It was just like really, really fun. Like we did some crazy stuff up there. Yes. <laughs> Growing up, like I just feel like it was really, really fun. I really enjoyed it. I don't think I would choose like somewhere else to grow up. Yes, the country itself is just <laughs> fire. And like the food. What do you miss? What do you miss most about being in America? Jamaica. Yeah. The food the food i really miss i really really miss the food and just like the culture overall how the people are there it's just like free living here everything is just kind of like strict it's like mm-hmm. so you know <laughs> no, trust me. i know, I know. <laughs> whatever you I'm... do whatever you want in jamaica <laughs> like you just have fun all the time how long did it take you to like develop your english accent by the way you sound really really good like how long did it take you so 
I had an aunt in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Like, she literally forced me to speak proper English. So, like, in Jamaica, we speak English. Mm-hmm. But it's like, majority of people in Jamaica speak, like, broken English. So, like, whenever I go around her, she's like, no broken English. Because there's going to be a time in your life where you're not going to be in Jamaica and nobody's mm-hmm. going to understand you. So, you need to start practicing. So, whenever I'd, like, visit here, sometimes, like, on like the holidays and stuff to see my family because I have a lot of family here and like mm-hmm. they do understand me speaking Jamaican but like I'm like a, around a lot more other people so I would just kind of like speak proper mm-hmm. it's not like this accent but just like proper English it's kind of yeah. a little bit different because of like a lot of Jamaicans they speak like proper English but it still kind of like sounds different because of the accent Mm-hmm. But like over time, whenever I got here, I just kind of like flowed with what everybody else was doing, just so everybody could understand me. Not keep asking me, "What did you say? What did you say?" <laughs> so made my life easier. I just got with the flow. <laughs> yes, no, it sounds really, really good. Like it really, it really sounds good. That's why I'm like, you what? <laughs> okay, so tell us about your first involvement with sports. Like, was it always track, or did you try anything else? Uh, so. Y'all don't have this sport here. It's called netball. Okay. It's almost like basketball, but, like, with no movement. It sounds very weird whenever I say it like that, but, like, it's almost like basketball with no movement. So, and, like, the ball is smaller and the hoop is smaller that we would score in. So, mm-hmm. like, if I'd get the ball, I can't, like, step in, do all that stuff. I have to, like, try to pass it to somebody else until it gets to, like, the person who scores it. Oh. Is it physical? Yes, a little bit. Oh, okay. It's almost like basketball. Because okay. there's people trying to defend you, trying to, like, have you not get the ball and all of that. But it's actually, like, a sport that it's played in, like, the Great Britain, Canada, and all the. It's just not here. So mm. I played a little bit of that in high school. Then over time, I just stopped. And then you just got to, that's when you got into track? No, I was doing track since I was, like, probably, like, eight. Really? What what event did you start off with? The eight when you were eight? No. <laughs> what did you start off with? I was a sprinter. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> yes, I mean like majority of kids like whenever they start out track they just run really fast. They're just sprinting and all of that. So I was kind of like a sprinter. Like I always tell people the story. Like in Jamaica, that's why I said my childhood was like really really fun. Like say for example, my mom would send me to like the corner store to, like pick up something. Mm-hmm. Then I'll just be like, okay, I'm gonna go. Then whenever I leave my house, I probably see one of my little friends. She probably going to the store. She's like, I'm going to race you. Like, let's race. And then we just race into the corner store, racing back, like, every single place we went. We just, like, race. And then, like, we have sports day at, mm-hmm. like, all them little schools out there. So, like, mm-hmm. sports day, you, you get separating your different colors. You race the other color and all that. So it's kind of, like, embedded in our culture out there. So I just found it, like, really fun. I thought I was fast, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I was not, <laughs> clearly. I was, But it's just something I, like, grew to love over time. Yes. Okay, so what made you get into the eight from, you know, going being a sprinter? Like, what, what age do you feel like you started transforming into, like, the 800, 400 area? Okay, so, like, my first year in high school, I was running, like, the four all along. But it's, like, I was running four. I was running like the two. Just try to find what, what yourself and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I was like just really slow. <laughs> like I didn't know why, but I was just like really, really slow. And then my coach would be like, "You don't have no fast switch muscles. <laughs> you have fast switch fibers." So I was like, "Huh? So what does that mean?" He was like, "You're probably an 800 runner." Because, like, you know, 800 run, they probably have a little bit of slower twitch muscle. Mm-hmm. He said, mm-hmm. you're an 800 runner. So I was like, I mean, I'm going to try it. I don't know. And, like, I tried it, like, one time. Probably, like, two times. It wasn't, like, horrible. I didn't mm-hmm. like it, but, like, my result wasn't horrible. It was kind of, like, matching up to my 400. So I was like, I'm probably just not cut out for track, blah, blah, blah. So I ended up transferring from that school because they didn't really have, like, the best um, track and field program. And I really okay. wanted to do track. Like, I really wanted to be one of them top athletes. Because, like, ever since I was growing up, also, 
goes back to what I was talking about. It's like embedded in our culture. That same It's a Boys and Girls champ, it was like, it's a huge thing in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever a champ is going on, everybody's tuning in. Everybody's a Colabar fan or a Kingston College fan. Everybody in their green or their purple and all of that. And I'll, like, watch all these fast people run. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to be like them. Yeah. I transferred to one of those top high schools in Jamaica to try to see, see if I could give myself, like, a chance of being, like, a really, really good athlete. Mm-hmm. So I went there in the ninth grade. And then whenever I went there, I was, like, the slowest person on the team, like, including with seventh graders. Like, all of them were fast. Because, you know, they – it's almost like college, like, you recruit the fast athletes and all of that. But I had, yeah. like, a bit of connections that my high my other high school coach got me to that school and be like, I feel like if you trust me, she going to do well. Mm-hmm. Hard mm-hmm. working, just give her a chance. So – Whenever I went there, I was, like, the slowest person on the team. They would make fun of me. I couldn't do the drills. I told you I don't have no coordination. I couldn't do the drills. I was slow. It was just horrible. (laughs) First time. It was, like, really, really bad. And I remember the first time I went to practice, Mm -hmm. why I joined the school this time, they had a time trial. The first day? The first day I went. Because I literally went in, like, the middle of the year. So they had a time trial. So you know what I did? What you do? I stopped. And you I, I faked the injury because I was so embarrassed. Like they were laughing at me. Oh. And my coach from the other high school told him I was I was an eight hundred runner. So he gave me a one thousand time trial. Oh. Yeah. I don't blame you. And then when I start, because these girls were like the best in the country. So when right. I started to lap me, I just stopped and held my knee. And it's crazy because my training partner, she came to me and she said, they know you're lying. <laughs> what? I'm serious. <laughs> my knee what? She said, they know you're lying because you walked off normal. Remember, these are like the pros. They've been seeing this for years. They know exactly what is going on. Yeah. And then after that, I would like practice with like the distant team because that's what my coach told him. And I, mm-hmm. the, the chance that I, I ran last, I ran the 800 and the 400. So they thought I was a distant runner. So I was practicing, practicing. Didn't feel like I was improving because I was always at the back. Everybody was still beating me. But I never give up. I just kept practicing and practicing. And then my coach said, "Okay, I'm gonna if I'm gonna send you to a trap meet to run a 400. If you break one minute, then you can stay in the 400 group. If not, we're gonna have to consider you to go into a distant group. So because mm-hmm. I did not want go did not want to go to the distant group, I broke the one minute. So I was practicing with the 400 group. So mm-hmm. we had something called um, Milo relays in Jamaica. That was in Montego Bay, and mm-hmm. They had a four by eight, right? Mm-hmm. So they had three legs. So my coach said, they need one more leg. But he was like, remember, you came you came here to run the trip. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, and then my background training in Jamaica, like, it, it would kind of, like, prep me to run the 800 a little bit. Because it's, like, we'll do, like, a little bit of long runs. You do some 500 and stuff like that. So, like, if I really had to run the 800, I could run it. Yeah. So I, anyways, I end up running the four by eight. So I've I've done retired the eight hundred. I was running the four hundred, but they need a, a spot for the four by eight. So I ran the four by eight, and mm-hmm. I ran really fast. And then after that, I was just stuck in high school with it. And mm-hmm. then once I ran it that one time, that was it for me. And then I started beating some of the top people in the eight hundred. So yeah. I basically built my name off the 800 even before the 400. Wow. Is that what you want? Is that, I mean, you built your name? I built my name off that. Yeah. Yeah. But like deep down, the 400 was always my baby. Like Okay. 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 So you were, so just like you were just saying in high school, you built your name up and you became that girl. So like, how was your process in choosing Texas A&M? But before we get into that, was it always your plan to come join the NCAA? So to be honest, like, 
whenever I was growing up, I never really thought about going to university overseas and all of that. Like, the only thing I would see is these fast people on TV, champs, mm-hmm. all of that. But it's like, whenever I got into that program, they kind of, like, start opening my eyes to, like, different opportunities that track can, like, present to me. Mm-hmm. So, like, they kind of, like, put it as a point like right there like you need to do your schoolwork and this is the reason why you need to do your schoolwork because mm-hmm. after high school you need to get into a university overseas and you need this requirement and that requirement so like once they started telling me these stuff like it kind of like motivated me to like be a better athlete and a better student so like by the time I got to like 10th grade that was like my main aim mm-hmm. to like get my education overseas and get a scholarship and all those stuff yeah were you so were you nervous coming because you know like we were just talking about America got a lot going on it's a lot going on over here like were you nervous to like move like everything over here I was excited yes okay I did okay and it's different because like I was in boarding school like no freedom yeah at all (laughs) like I literally see my mom like she would bring over, like, my food and stuff like that. But I literally not see my mom for, like, every two weeks. I'll probably get to go home every month. So it's kind oh. of like, it's just a sacrifice that I had to make in high school to, like, get to where I am today. But it's, like, okay. But it's, like, whenever I heard I was going to come to college, have my own apartment, <laughs> what I want, I was like, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm excited. I wasn't scared or nothing because, I mean, like, whenever I was at boarding school, like, I didn't see my parents and stuff anyway. So it's kind of like I'm used to being away from them. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So I I, li- I listened to your interview with um, Evolving in Strides, and you said how Texas A&M came to your practice, and that's kind of how you picked them because they wasn't even in your top five. No, I didn't know them at all. I did not what? know them. <laughs> no. So what did he say to you that kind of, like, drew you into the program okay so like i didn't know this university but i guess my coach from jamaica he was like whenever they contacted him he was like doing his research and whatever and he was like they have like one of the top 800 girls because he still thought out (laughs) (laughs) and he thought like even now he still thinks that's my prime event and all that so he was like they got one of the top 800 girls and they got a really good 400 program he was like, I'm going to send you on a visit there. I mean, like, my coach in Jamaica, I literally trust him with, like, every single thing. Like, if he says, if it's not worth your time, he's not even going to waste your time and send you nowhere. Because, like, mm-hmm. like, we have, like, a really busy schedule. And also, we're still kids, you know? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And we're traveling internationally. So, it's not like we're traveling from state to state. We're leaving the country and all that. So, like... I don't think if it wasn't worth my time, he would have sent me. But he sent me here. And then whenever I came on the visit, I just really, really liked it. Like, I liked the environment. The team was really friendly and nice. Everybody said hi. I just kind of like something, you know, like whenever you go somewhere, you just know this is the place for you. It was like Mm -hmm. one of those. I was like, I want to come back here. And then whenever I talk to the coaches and stuff like that, like, it just seemed like people that I really want to work with, you know? I kind of, like, faith and trust in them. And then whenever I was looking at their statistics and stuff like that, they Mm -hmm. had really, really good athletes, not only the four, but also, like, the eight. And, like, Mm -hmm. at that time, I was a four-eight runner, so I wanted a school to, like, okay, if I come to college, I decide I want to run the eight, I can run the eight. If I also decide I want to run the four, I can do the four. But if I went to a university that only had, like, one of the doing really good in one of them that kind of like gives me no option but to one so i wanted like options Mm -hmm. i also looked at the fact of how the weather was like it's kind of similar jamaica it's really hot all like all year round Mm -hmm. so that was like something i really like because i realized that i get very irritated in the cold like i get really really irritated like I'm not even focusing on running the reps. I'm focusing on how cold it is. So it's, I, okay, I, I'm not going nowhere where it's cold. But it's crazy because, like, whenever I was in Jamaica, I wasn't thinking about all these things. I was thinking about, oh, I'm going to go to Oregon. <laughs> now, <laughs> Oregon is cold. You country. So, like, whenever I came here and I got to, like, see everything, I started, like, thinking about, like, stuff that's really important to me, you know? Right. Make sure I'm comfortable. 
make sure I have a good team, make sure they're good in both of my events. Also, mm -hmm. like, it's almost like a three-hour flight from here to Jamaica. So it's not that far away from home. Okay. Okay. So those were stuff that really influenced me to come here. And then, like, over time, like, throughout the season, I was, like, watching them perform and all that. And it just got me more excited, more excited. I'm like, okay, this is where I want to come. Yeah. So, like, I, in your interview with Evolving the Strides, you said something about, like, your transition being a little bit overwhelming. And I can definitely, like, you know what I'm saying? I, we can imagine. I can only imagine what you went through. So, like, if you can just elaborate a little bit on how it was, like, overwhelming for you. Okay. So, like, the school system here in Jamaica is two different things. Mm. Like, mm. like, in Jamaica, I could, like, slack off a lot. But, like, whenever it's, like, serious time, I could, like, get it together. Like, okay, I need yeah. But here... You can't slack off and come back whenever you feel like. You, it don't work like that in college. Mm -mm. So, like, whenever I got here and I tried it, I yeah. said, I can't do this. And I was like, <laughs> stressed out. And then whenever I first got here, I was with the 800 group. And it was completely different from what I was doing in Jamaica. Because in Jamaica, I'd, like, have a 400-based practice. Mm-hmm. Like the entire, um, my entire program set up like 400 base, and then they would sneak a little bit of 800 workouts in. But here it was like a full blown 800 base program, and I got to experience the real thing. I said, okay, this is not what I want to do. <laughs> it's like in Jamaica, I was kind of like, eh, I was doing good in it. Uh, I can do the workouts. Eh, okay, if I do it one time or when it hurts, it's fine. But it, I was hurting every single day, like. Every single day I practice, I'll go home and cry. I was like, I can't do this. And then school was stressing me out. And I was just, like, on my own. And I have to do my laundry. And I had to make sure my hair looks nice. And I had to do all this. It's just, like, adulting. I was, like, yeah. really stressed out. And then the other thing that made mm -hmm. it a little bit more difficult is I realized that every single trap meet I went to was hard. It's never a trap meet where you can chill. I said, oh, so this is champs every single week. I said, how am I going to, like, how am I going to do this? Ooh, okay. That's crazy. I, I, like, I realized real quick what this was about. I said, okay, this is not Jamaica. This is not high school. I have to throw everything away and be a different person. Wow. But it was, like, really hard. It was shocking to me. <laughs> like, really shocking. Wow, that's such a different perspective. Like, I didn't even think she said it's champs every week. No, it's literally every single trap me you go to, everybody's fast. Yeah. Like, you're not the star no more. Like, yeah. the fast one, everybody's fast. Everybody's competing. It's not easy. It's, like, really hard. Yeah. I was never thinking about it. I was like, probably I go to one trap me, I'm a chill this meet, you know, next meet, I'm going to just run fast. No, every single meet, you have to run fast. Yeah. Because everybody's ooh. lined up every time. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's some good stuff. Okay, so 2020, you opened up as an 800-meter runner for Texas A&M. So how did you kind of, like, like tell them, like, okay, like, I really just want to do the four. Like, how did you get out of doing the eight and, like, transitioning into a full 400-meter runner? So I kind of, like, let the 800 soak in because I was, like, somewhat – not really stuck, but, like, I started off the season doing it. So, it would be kind of, like, hard to, like, in the middle of the season just switch and be, like, I want to do the 400 because I, I was, like, in the 800 program. Mm -hmm. So, like, over the time while I was doing it, I was, like, going through the entire process and also thinking about the same time, like, is this something I really want to do? Is this something after college I want to do? Like, if I was right. to become a professional athlete, is this the event that I really, really want to do? So, I, like, I start asking myself those serious questions, like, is this something I really, really want to do? Like, am I going to enjoy this? Is it going to make me miserable? Yeah. And I feel like A&M probably has one of the, the, like, the most chill 800 program. It's, like, still speed-based. Yeah. Speed-based, but you still get your distance here. I know a lot of other schools, they do a lot of long mileage and all of that. So I was thinking about if I go into the professional world and I get a different coach that actually gives me some long 
workouts like what am i going to do is this something i really really want to do mm-hmm. and the answer was no so remember covid happened so the season got shut down so i spoke to my coach that was coaching me at the time i told him how i really felt about the event and he was like i mean you came here as a 400 800 runner so therefore like we believe in you we have faith in you like no if you go to the other group you're gonna do as well because i was doing really well i got like a bronze medal at sec in the 800 indoor Mm -hmm. as a freshman so it's not like i was just doing bad it's just like i was doing well why would i want to give that up for something i'm not doing good in right now you know yeah because i remember freshman year i ran a 400 i ran 55 yeah indoor outdoor indoor Aaron 55. Dang. So it's like, why would you want to give up something that you're doing really, really good in, in for something that it's not like guaranteed, you don't know what you're going to do and all that. But I was like, if I'm supposed to go professionally, I do not want to run the 800. I'm going to be honest with you. I do not want to do that long running. <laughs> like, it's very much going to bring me closer to quitting the sport. I said, I, yeah. I don't want to do it. I said, it makes me miserable. I said, What's the point of coming out here every day and I don't want to, I just don't want to do it. I said, it's literally sucking my love from the sport. I said, that's how people just don't be successful and don't do good. Like, you don't even like what you're doing. How are you going to be better if you don't have no interest in what you're doing? You don't like it, no nothing. How are you going to be better? You just don't want to do it. So I was like, I don't want to do it. It's making me unhappy. Plus, school is hard. I said, I just want to do something right now that I actually love. And even though school is hard, this can be, like, my little escape place. So he spoke to the head coach, and the head coach texted me, which is my current coach right now. He was like, okay, starting, whenever we get back, you're going to be in my group, and we welcome you, blah, blah, blah. But I told him, because I told him I wanted to go back and forth, and he was like, nope, once you're with me, (laughs) you're with me. Ain't no back and forth he was like you're not gonna need that if you're running the 400 you're gonna run the 400 and then after that that was it yes i love that though shout out to you because one thing i can say you are not afraid to tell somebody how, how you feel like as athletes a lot of people be scared like you know what i'm saying even like a, when it comes to like transfer just stuff like that like a lot of my old teammates was like i don't want to transfer because like i'm scared like i don't want to tell coach like you only have four years to do this so yeah. if you don't speak up no, though, but, like, as an athlete, sometimes, like, you have to trust yourself, like, mm-hmm. trust your abilities. Like, I know, like, if I went to a 400 group, I'm enjoying practice, I'm going to be good. Mm-hmm. This is how I went to 800. Didn't enjoy practice, but I was still good. I said, what if I actually enjoy it? And mm-hmm. I'm really trying to find ways of making myself better and all that. I know I'm going to be really good. Two years, I'm running 49. The proof's in the pudding. <laughs> the proof's in the pudding. So going on to the four by four hundred meter collegiate record. First of all, as a team, how did y'all prepare for the um, record attempt? Like, how, did y'all prepare any special ways? Any special handoffs? Like, no. I mean, no. like, I feel like Texas A and M is a four by four school. Definitely. Like, <laughs> you don't you don't run anything else. You're running that four by four. <laughs> It'll be good at this four by four. And like best believe you're gonna be in your best energy, your best vibe to run that four by four. So it's like something, you know, it's four by four time, don't play. Don't even play. Yeah. <laughs> Just go out there and give your best. You know, everybody else is giving their best. It's like a team effort. Like that's like one of the actual things you get to do as a team. Like, I'm giving my best, this person give their best. Boom. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. Yeah. I feel so- that we got shots. Huh? We all shocked? Oh, we were shocked for outdoors because that time was really, really fast. And then we had, like, one of our fast legs. She got hurt. Mm. So we had to, like, replace her and try to... Okay. So we had to try to, like... Somebody else had to step up to, like, fill her spot and all that. So we were kind of, like, nervous, oh, wow. like, if it was still in reach and all of that. But, you know, everybody just went out there and just did their best and then – or best land us a collegiate record. So we were, like, really excited. Like, oh, my God, we actually did it. So it was, like, really special. Yes, that's fire. Mm-hmm. That's so fire. So Olympian, everybody drops into making flags up in the comments for my girl because she went to the Olympics. <laughs> was, it what you, was it what you dreamed of? 
Somewhat, yeah. I mean, Somewhat. it's still kind of like unrealistic. I'm like, did I really just go to the Olympics? Did I really just run 49? Like, that's crazy because, like, a lot of people never get to that level, but it's like, I'm doing that. It's like so unreal. Like, yeah. Yeah, I just know I'm really blessed. That's all I'm happy. Mm. I'm really thankful for everything. Yes. Can you give us a, your favorite moment? I have to say that four that four by four is still top tire. That four by top four. Tier. Yes. <laughs> that four by four. <laughs> that four by four. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen like a video of us, like how we celebrated, like after that four by four. Like that was a wild moment. It was. Yes. See, and that's what's crazy because so like, that we took after we were just up there having a great time. For real. Mm -hmm. How'd y'all celebrate? Besides the, on the track, like did y'all do anything special after the track meet? I think we have just kind of like had a little mini game night, but it's kind of like more with the team. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's up. So let's get into your forty nine eighty seven world leading time. Like I was looking for your reaction to be something like ah, but you were just like, like what were you feeling at the moment? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I was more shocked for my fifty flat than my forty nine eight, which is what? yeah. Why do you think? Why do you think so? Why do you think that is? So before I ran my 50 flat, my outdoor PR from last year, that was 50.8. Mm. The fastest I ran indoor was 51.2. Okay, okay. Like, the 50 flat, that was my first race outdoor. Ever, right? Because last year was canceled? Oh, no, 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 no. It was no, it's like, that was my first race outdoor for a season. That was my opener outdoor. 50 flat. And that was almost 49. So whenever yeah. I cro and I saw fifty flat, I said that was almost forty nine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" I said yeah. that forty nine, and that's an opener. So you already know. So whenever I ran the forty nine, that was just making sure I could do it again. Yeah, that was just the being but I was kind of like nervous. I'm like, am I gonna do it again? Like, am I gonna, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, especially like whenever you run that fast, it's almost kind of like, was that a flute? Like, was that because last year whenever I ran fifty point eight, I never ran it again. Mm. I ran it one time and that was it. And it took me a minute. Like, it took me about five, six weeks before I ran fifty point eight. It took. Yeah. A lot of ass whooping. Like, I got my ass beat every single meet. I said, I'm tired. <laughs> like, I want to win something. <laughs> like, can I one time? Like, can I just win one time? So, like, I literally was, I got six at SEC and I was crying. I said, but, like, instead of, like, being demotivated, I got, like, motivated. I said, I'm running 50 point today. And then I ran 50 point. But, like, after I ran that 50 point, I never ran it again. Wow. So for my first race outdoor to be that fast, almost forty nine, that was just like, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like wow. Stop playing with me. <laughs> so like the second time, whenever I got out there, I was like, okay, I can't go backwards. Right. I need to try to find a gear like I did the first time. I need to try to find a better gear. That is. I need. Mm -hmm. So, I was like, okay. Don't overthink it, because, like, sometimes whenever you overthink it, that can mess up everything. I was like, don't overthink it. Just relax and do what you've been doing. Mm -hmm. I just went out there, and then whenever I ran for it, I was like, yep, happy. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. I did it, I did it again. It was not a flu. <laughs> Two claps. Yeah. <laughs> so, what? That's crazy. I love how you set that up, though, because I didn't know that. That's 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 really amazing. So do it. Does it feel like that fast? You know what I mean? Like, does it feel like you're moving that fast as you're running it, especially the forty nine? Like, does it feel like oh, I'm coming in kind of like you know what I'm saying? Like, I really don't be thinking about it to be honest. Like, I like be so focused in the race. Like, I'm thinking about competing. Like, 
okay, I need to try to close the on this person. I need to try to do this. I need to try to do that. So I'm not really thinking about how fast I'm going. I'm just trying to run my race. And then whenever I hit that home stretch, I'm trying to come all the way home. So I don't really be feeling that. It don't be feeling like, oh, I'm running so fast. I just be so caught up in my race and try to do what I need to do, like focus on my arm movement, focus on my breathing, focus on how my feet is landing on the ground. I'm focusing on all those stuff that makes me run fast, you know? Yeah, as you should. Okay, yeah, I better get some tips in this in these in these views. I better learn from her. Don't be running from her. Don't don't say that. Don't say that. I want to see that next week. I see five or forty nine. Say no. <laughs> There's room for everybody to run fast. Facts, facts. So going into championship season, what do you have your eyes on? Just keep getting better. Period. Staying healthy, most importantly, because even if everything goes bad and I'm healthy, I have more chances. So staying healthy, that's very, very important. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I definitely feel you. So in here, I always like to like touch base on like some adversity that you face and then like how you got out of it, kind of. So like, if you want to take us to any moment where you felt like adversity in your sport and just like what you kind of use to help you get out of that situation. Not really. Not really. Okay. Not really. Okay. Okay, so let me get into something that I just kind of, like, learned. I didn't really know that, like, um, I guess, I don't know, like, what do you call it? I guess out-of-the-country students weren't able to participate in the NIL whole thing. Mm -hmm. That's so trash. <laughs> That's so trash. Like, you feel me? Like, and, like, I, I really just wanted to know, like, what was your opinion on it? And also, like, when whenever like you know you're done with all that like they better be ready because your aesthetic your page like for people who's gonna listen to this back on the podcast i'm gonna drop her instagram link you need to check out her page because her whole vibe is like you're gonna kill the game i mean you're gonna definitely kill the game it's kind of like why why everybody else get to do it but us yeah why everybody else get to use their image to make money and I can't? What's wrong with my image? <laughs> like, yeah. why? But it's like, it's mo it's much more deep than just like NIL. It's like a lot of politics where like federal laws and stuff like that is concerned. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just the rules, whatever. Yeah. I can't yeah. do anything about it. I hope they change it though. Kind of like, yeah. kind of like just create an opportunity. So like international students cannot just like feel like they're just counted out you know because i kind of looks unfair on the outside but i really don't know how deep the entire situation is but like probably try to just create an opportunity for them to still do something with their image just as everybody else you know yeah yeah no i definitely agree okay we're gonna hit some of these questions in the box real quick oh this is a good one what other schools did you want to go to okay so <laughs> i really really wanted to go to usc but they never, they never recruited me. <laughs> they, never, they never recruited me. Um, I really wanted to go to Oregon. They recruited me after I signed to Texas A&M. Plus, I wasn't going to go there anymore because I realized it was really cold halfway across the country. And they didn't have any 400 girls at that time that was running really fast. So that was canceled. I was also looking at Kentucky. But I heard Lexington gets really cold. Don't like the cold. They didn't really have any 800 girls at the time, but they had 400 girls. So I was like, why would I go to the school with only 400 girls and not any 800 girls whenever I, got, whenever I could go to school with both? Mm -hmm. I was also looking at Clemson. But over time, I didn't really want to go there anymore. Uh, I was looking at Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas, they came for me, like, after I already signed to Texas a Like, once I came to Texas a on, on a visit, it was over for everybody else. Yeah. That was just like, I, got, I got, like, I got University of Texas. I had, like, a lot of offers. I got Arkansas, LSU. They've been reaching out to me since my junior year in high school. Like, oh. I had, like, a lot of offers, but... The first visit I went to was Texas A&M, and then after that, I said, this is where I'm coming. I said, I'm not even about to visit here, sit there, knowing I'm going to Texas A&M, so. Hey, I love it. Okay. 
Ooh, okay. If you could set the competition schedule, how many days rest do you need to run sub 50 every time? I feel like one or two days. One or two days? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they talk about they love how you say record. <laughs> you say record one time. No, because it's crazy. Because one of my teammates literally told me that because I'll, I'll use that record. It's like, <laughs> you're so cute. <laughs> but it's just my accent. Like, my accent, you can hear it sometimes. It's like, yes. Ways I pronounce certain words. Okay, who's your who's your favorite four hundred meter athlete? <laughs> you, myself. Just say it yourself. <laughs> Me. That's crazy because I don't think I have one. What? I don't think I have one, but I do have a favorite female athlete though. Okay, who? Elaine Thompson. Facts. Okay, okay. Yeah, but like four hundred, I really don't. Have you met her before? Yeah. She's nice. That's cool. She's really sweet. We text sometimes. Oh, man. That's what's up. That's fire. Okay. Then we're going to get this last one. World Champs. They're asking me if I'm going. I'm guessing. They just put World Champs with a question mark. <laughs> I mean, I have to make <laughs> the team. Hopefully, then I could go. Right. Okay, so I always have to end my interviews off with, like, something, just some advice for, like, you know, someone trying to get to the position you're in or, like, something that someone's gave you to help you get to the position that you're in. So anything you want to leave us with? Okay, so I feel like one thing that really changed my life this year was getting closer with God. No, like, for real. Like, no, facts. I mean, I got closer with God whenever, like, one of my coaches passed away. It just mm -hmm. kind of, like, opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. Like, I feel like this year was, like, a really hard year for me. Like, my cousin died. My coach passed away. I was sick, like, the first couple of weeks of school. I was mm -hmm. out because of my knee. I went to Jamaica. I didn't practice for a whole month. I It was just, like, a lot of stuff going, going on. I came back to practice. Boom. I got COVID. Still can't practice. Missed a couple of indoor meets and all of that. And I was like, Okay. Then I start asking myself certain questions like, I pray every day, but is that enough? Mm -hmm. No, it's not. I mean, prayer is one thing. Like, it's, don't get me wrong. Like, it's really, really good to pray. But, like, are you learning about God and, like, what he wants for you and all of those stuff? Like, how do you be a better person? How do you live the way he wants you to live? You know? So like just going to church, learn about God, just trying to be a better person in everything, learn how to operate. That definitely helped me, you know, cause I believe that everything you do in life, it comes back to you. If you be a good person, good stuff's going to happen to you, you know, mm -hmm. but how are you going to, how are you going to like be a good person if you don't know how to do it like the right way in every way, like in your thoughts, how you think about people, how you react to people's success, how you react to, like, different situations. How do you feel about yourself? Do you feel like you're better than people and stuff like that? All those stuff are important. But, like, sometimes, like, with sports, it kind of, like, force you to think a certain way when it's not really the right way. So I just feel like, feel like, like, learning how to be, like, a good athlete, be a good person, being closer at God, that has definitely really helped me. So I feel like a relationship with God is very, very important. Because you're going to go through, like, really hard times in this sport where you just feel like everything is going the wrong way. It gets really, really hard. Like, really hard. Like, and then, boom, sometimes whenever you're close to God, you get very unexpected, crazy, ridiculous stuff. Like, that's not me. <laughs> like, I don't even know how stuff, like, really happened, if we're being honest. Like, she ain't even run 50-point indoor. How's she running 49 already outdoor within two two meets? Like, that's not something that just happened, you know? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if your faith is strong, you believe in God, crazy stuff like that just happened. Yes, definitely. I can definitely agree. Like, this year, for me, I have definitely got close to God. Like, it's crazy because on my last interview with Aaliyah Armstrong, we was just talking about, like, how 
like a relationship with God and just stuff like that. And like, I just thought like prayer is not enough. Like, no. that's exactly what I learned no. this year. It's like, crazy because I would never feel like I would ever be a person that just get up on Sunday and be like, I'm going to church. Like, I literally make it like a priority. Every single Sunday, I'm going to church. Because, like, it's crazy because I see so many people around me just dying and all those type of stuff. It's like, why can I not give a, a, a hour out of the week to the person who wakes me up every single day? Literally. <laughs> Literally. Why can I not give an hour to the person who puts me in a position where I am? Because that's, like, I don't be doing nothing myself. Like, like why can I not do that? Yeah. And just like that, you can just die. You don't ever mm -hmm. go to church. You don't ever try to learn. You just feel like getting up every day and be like, thank you, Jesus, for waking me up this morning. That's that's not enough. It's not enough. I mean, some people, like, whenever you, last year I was not like this. But, like, this year, like, something really had to happen in my life for me to realize what is really going on, you know? Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that is important. Um. I feel like it's also important to be positive, try to like pull positive energy out of like negative situations. Like say, for example, you don't do how you want to do. Don't like get like demotivated by it, demotivated by it because you don't want to keep doing bad, you know, go yeah. practice and work harder. Try mm -hmm. to be better. Try to fix something. Don't just be sad. Like you're going to be sad, but don't stay in that sad moment and just like, go to practice, oh my God, like, the world is over. No, it's not. I mean, you have more opportunity. Once you're healthy, you always can go back and try to be better. So you have to try to be positive in every single situation. Like, things, you have to understand, things is not going to always happen the way you want it to happen. This is injuries happen, bad races where you're just in the race and you just see everybody running and you just there and you just, like, and then the race is over and you just didn't do how you wanted to do it. Like, and then that plays with your mind too. But like out of all those situations, you have to try to stay positive and keep going, keep working yeah. hard. Because if you keep working hard, what else can happen but for you to improve? But if you just be negative and just give up and just feed into like everything, like it's not going to get better. That's why you have to keep trying to go forward, keep trying to working hard. Even whenever hard times come, just keep pushing, just never give up because if I gave up whenever I had a bad race, I would never be in the situation I am today. Can't give up. You have to just keep working. Facts. 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 You speak nothing but facts, bro. You speak nothing but facts. I love everything about this interview. I love it. I love it all. Thank you so much for coming on. First of all, thank you. Thank you for the follow back. Because, like, even without me even reaching out to you, follow me back. And I really respect that. You feel me? Like, that means everything. Yeah. Hopefully we get to link up. Yeah, I know we're probably gonna cross back past soon for sure. At, probably at Worlds. Probably at. Cause I don't even because SECs is what next week at Ole Miss or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ole Miss. <laughs> but we don't cross paths. We don't cross paths for sure. We don't cross paths for sure, girl. It was so nice meeting you, and thank, thank you so much for coming on here, sharing your story. Thank you for having me. Yes. Well, we're gonna definitely link up, girl. I'm rooting for you. Best of luck next weekend. Thank you. And we rooting for you. Thank More you. blessings. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, thank y'all so much for coming on. Thank y'all who all like waited for the live from earlier. I appreciate all of y'all for tuning in. Oh wow, I just feel so like happy. Like that was just so good. Like, sheesh. Well, I appreciate y'all. If you don't already give us a follow, follow her. Follow me. Love y'all. Peace. Have a good night.